Merry Christmas, my brothers and sisters in Christ. How are you today? It's that weird little week, isn't it? That small space between Christmas and New Year's. Some of us are working. Some of us are on school break. Or we took a few days off without too much guilt from our employer. But even if you're off from work, it's odd, isn't it? The joy of either opening or giving presents is all over, and the dark days of winter still loom in front of us. Some of it's the weather, or the shorter days for us in the more northern latitudes, but that's not all, is it? In the quiet of the break from work, and the hustle and bustle of the holidays, we can feel the oppression of the mistakes we've made, multiplied by the evil one who likes to encourage such thoughts. Yes, we sinned, but the devil lies to us. He tells us that we're unforgivable, that God doesn't care about us. I mean to tell you, my friends, nothing could be farther from the truth. And as the darkness threatens to overwhelm us, a great light, an unsurmountable light comes to rescue us. Jesus, made flesh, comes to save us from our sins. And that's the subject of today's meditation. The reading it's based upon is among my very favorite in the entire Bible. If you've got a Bible handy, open it up and read along with Pastor Allard from the Gospel as recorded by St. John in chapter 1, verses 1 through 18, as he opens today's sermon with that reading. I'm telling you, Tolkien has nothing on the Holy Spirit and style here. And the best part of it is, it's not just the epic opening of a story. It's a true story. The Word of God before us today comes from John chapter 1, reading verses 1 through 18. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And he was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. And in him was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. And he was in the world. And though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet, to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. John testified concerning him. He cried out, saying, This is the one I spoke about when I said, he who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. Out of his fullness, we have all received grace in place of grace already given. 
for the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, but the one and only Son, who is himself God and is in closest relationship with the Father, has made him known. So far the word. An echo sounds through the corridors of eternity. Before the beginning, before time itself even, there existed the Word. An eternal essence, inseparable from God, the Word who was both with God and God himself, stood at the threshold of creation, a divine architect, poised to assemble everything that he had in mind. And now imagine, the cosmos stretched out on the canvas of nothingness, nothing we can explain or understand anyway, and awaiting the touch of its creator. And the word was there, ready, radiant, filled with joy for what he was about to do. And in this prelude to creation, the word stood there, the breath of God, and with that breath of God, the universe sprang into life. And with each utterance of the word, galaxies spiraled into existence. Stars burst forth in the sky like fireworks. And then the earth itself coalesced into existence. Mountains shot up from the earth like silent sentinels. Their waves roared in crashing praise on the ocean and their waves roaring in praise of the creator. And the fragrance of flowers blooming in the primordial breeze for the first time all intricately crafted by the Word. But perhaps the most amazing creation of all was light. And we would be remiss, and we would be missing the point today if we didn't realize this is not just talking here about the light that God created, but it's also speaking of God himself who is the light and who desires to bring that light into the world and into the human race. So today, our theme is simply this. This is the light that still, to this day, has not been overcome. You just heard about him. The eternal word who can create anything just pausing on that for just one moment, the power to create absolutely anything you set your mind to, to speak it into existence, and it is. You want it to be there, and so now it is. But you know what? There's a greater power. There is a greater power. Have you ever heard of a man named Thomas Paine? It was 1776, January, cold time of the year to be writing, a pamphlet, which is what Thomas Paine did. And in this pamphlet, he began to write, and he passionately argued for the American independence from the crown, from the British crown. And Paine wrote it in very clear, accessible language so that the common man could understand it. And it resonated with the common man. And that pamphlet and its message took off like wildfire through the colonies. 
I am not here advocating today for or against the message of Thomas Paine. My point is, that simple man wrote a 25,000-word pamphlet. That's it. And it galvanized support for the Continental Congress and ultimately contributed to the Declaration of Independence on July 4th, 1776. And the course of history was changed. That is a mere man, mere flesh and bone. But when the divine word speaks, he can bring light, and not just light into a universe, but a greater power. He can speak light and understanding into the darkest recesses of this. That is greater power. And this is not shades of gray that God gives. It is certainty. What brings life to the human mind and body more than being certain? And the opposite is true. What destroys our health faster when we are so unsure? But when God tells us exactly who he is and why he has put us here, surely that brings life to our bodies and hope to our minds. We deeply underestimate the darkness in our own heads. We think we can go into a field that is open and wide and there's nothing there to stumble over, but one little dip in that open field and you land flat-footed and it goes right through your spine. If you've ever done that, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You can go through a house in your own, or rather a room in your own house where you live. A room, you know, like the back of your hand. And if you happen to move just one chair or one stool just a little too far out into the usual place that you walk, a black eye is what you get when you fall. Dear friends, we need this light of God more desperately than we realize. We need it. And this is a light that to this day has not been overcome. Even by all the darkness that exists in our own heads and out there in the world, yes, this light has not been overcome. That's why God delivered at exactly the right time in history what is the divine equivalent of a royal flush when he brought the incarnation into our world. The infinite one took on our human flesh. And yet... He appeared so easily overcome. A baby? King Herod, if he had had any intellect or intelligence at all, he should have sent a detachment of Roman soldiers with the Magi to snuff out that light. That baby could have been so easily overcome. When that baby grew to be a man who was tempted for 40 days by Satan, and Satan could unleash his worst temptations upon the Son of God. And he could say to Jesus, I finally have you exactly where I want you. You became a human? Even hunger affects you? And so Jesus was tempted, appearing so weak. And how much weaker can you appear than when you're in the governor's courtyard being tortured by Roman troops and then nailed to a cross and you breathe your last 
and die. So easily overcome. And that's not even to mention the message of this light of the world. A message so different from the message of the Old Testament, right? Our lesson very briefly speaks of it. The message that came with such power. Fire above in the sky, earthquake tremoring through your feet in the ground. When at Mount Sinai, God gave so many commands to his people. And the people agreed to keep them, and God said, I heard you, and now be my people Israel. How pathetic. How weak and easily overcome that message that Jesus brought. A message that says things like, keep in mind, the most powerful being in existence says, For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. You could cut the irony with a knife. This all-powerful God comes into this world, wraps himself up in our flesh, and the very God who once took intimately that dust in his hands and formed the first human being and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and the joy in the Creator's heart And he comes into this world to save, and they don't even recognize him. And even those who, as human beings, should have been closest to the Father, closest to God, the Jewish people, Jesus' fellow Jews, and the leadership of the church, they did not even recognize Jesus. How weak. How easily overcome but is not. Is this message not the very thing by which we will see God? Remember what Jesus said to Peter, Matthew chapter 16. He says, and I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and Hades will not overcome it. And what did Peter just said to Jesus? You are the Christ Jesus, the Son of the living God. Exactly, Peter. And on that Christ, I will build my church. This is the Jesus who wants for his people, for all the people of the world. 1 Corinthians 13 says, For now we see only a reflection as in a mirror, but then we shall see face to face. For now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. This is what Jesus wants for all. The very same God who is the Word, the very same God who spoke the creation of everything into existence. Remember who He is. Remember who He is. In that cosmic forge, He created everything that we see, like an artisan, sculpting everything into existence. And as that Word was spoken, He said those words, let there be light and let there be life. And the universe burst into existence and light and the darkness recoiled. And it was good. And it will be good. Again, 
in a place of only light, a world that does not need the sun or the moon to shine on it, for God himself will be their light. And the Lamb, the Word, will be its lamp. Amen. I sincerely pray that today's meditation on God's Word has enriched you. Didn't get enough of God's Word? Are you missing out on that in-person fellowship? We hold divine services right here in Bemidji, Minnesota at 8 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. on Sunday mornings. Sunday school and adult Bible study is also offered between our Sunday services at 9.15 a.m. We also live stream our Sunday divine service at 8 a.m. You can ensure that you are notified when a stream is live or a new podcast is available by subscribing to our YouTube channel. It's easy to find by typing in St. Mark Bemidji in the search bar and clicking on the subscribe button. Want to listen to meditations the way I do every day? Subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. Go to podcastindex.org and search for St. Mark Bemidji to find us. This is our fifth year producing this podcast, and there is a large archive of devotional material online available if you want to learn more about God and His Word. Visit www.stmarksbemidji.org or look at the show notes in this podcast for a link to this and many other meditations on God. If you have any questions or you would like more information about our church and its ministry, please visit our website, which is once again www.stmarksbemidji.org. May God bless the rest of your day.